people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them even on their financial statement. Ow. Friday or not, Alan. Alan is Monday. Hey, real quick, I have to make a note. Fauci, vax, money, hiding. There. I'm going to save that for a little bit later on. Okay. Senator, right, let me just add to the note. Senator Rand, oh, questioning. You know... I don't think they like each other. <laughs> Rand Paul and Anthony Fauci? No, no dog lost there. They went at it again yesterday, and Anthony, of course, uh, the doc is on Zoomer. There are some saying he got sick on purpose so he wouldn't have to face Rand Paul. <laughs> Was that right? <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't put it past him. I, well, I don't yeah, put but, anything past him. Did he hold him. the thermometer over the burner on the stove? Could and, Kids do know. that. Yeah. He has the Rand flu. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Right. Paul, he's got Paulitis. <laughs> How you boys doing? All right. How you doing, Elaine? See, I said boys, and then I, because t- I, know, I know a woman. When I see a woman, I know a woman. You know? Supreme Court justice may not know a woman, but by God, I know a woman when I see a woman. Right. And I can tell you something. You ain't one. And neither what? are you. <laughs> but I try so hard. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. We had long talks about that this morning. Yeah. So I'm Trey, yeah, Don's right time. there, over there's Chris, and there's Elaine. It's and the last time right. I shaved my legs. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah he was there. So uh, speaking of that, <clears throat> am I supposed to be, like, upset and put out and all that stuff, the fact the symphony's going away in San Antonio? Is yeah. that supposed to be, I mean, you're supposed, to act like, you're supposed to act like you're upset about the symphony leaving, right? I've never been to a performance of the San Antonio. That is the point. Everybody is on, everybody's I mean, on. I would have liked to have gone. Everybody's just, on social media going. I can't believe this. I can't believe that kind of symphony's going away. Then why didn't you go? <laughs> you know, if you're gonna cry about it now, it's a little bit late. Mm-hmm. The last time they went through something like this was in the 1990s, and I put together a Ricky Ware sock hop. Dad was still alive. He was real famous back in the 50s and 60s for doing sock hops at people's. So at that time, those boomers that he was a sock hop uh, DJ for, they were now in their 50s and 60s, and right. they had money. And it was a compression sock hop. At well, that it point. was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But they had money by that time in their lives, right? So we True. had all the old folks come out in the 50s and 60s, old folks. And they all dressed in their dungarees and their white T-shirts with a cigarette pack rolled up, and they did the DTs with their hair, man, and they had it all slicked back and a whole Elvis look. And we did a sock hop, and we raised tens of thousands for the symphony that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the money went to the symphony, and here they are, broke again. Um, so I don't know. I'm not going to make a big deal of this today. It's just something kind of fun to start with. San Antonio Symphony says they are disbanding. Uh, so question, are you going to miss them? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. If you're really gonna miss them, I have some violins for you. Yeah, <laughs> Chris. Miniature <laughs> violins, they yeah. are. There you go. Those tiny, tinky violins. So the world's smallest violin. Well, Jack brought up a good point on his uh, Facebook page, and that was, you know, they we talk about being a world class city. And never get it together to be a world-class city. I mean, look, nobody would go. That is the that is the deal. They would have concerts, and I, I've been to several of them, but nobody would go to the symphony. Nobody would go watch them. But you can get four mariachis together at the corner of Flores and Nagalitos, yep. and you'll have a 1,000 people. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. The symphony can't draw two people, but, man, I, I get you a 1,000 people together with the mariachis campanas, man. <laughs> It's true. It is true. So I've seen it happen. You know, <laughs> it's just not meant to be in San Antonio. Maybe Dallas and Houston, um, but San Antonio. And you know, it's a leadership deal. It it really does. The leaders didn't uh, focus on it. Didn't pay any attention to. I'm, t- I'm talking about the political leaders and all that. They're focused on all this woke crap and taking statues down and mm-hmm. you know being all lefty and all that. So they could care less. And they you know that's it. It's all over. So okay, whatever. If anybody cares, you can call me and tell me if you care. Uh, do, do we have to have a symphony to be a world-class city? 
is San Antonio even a world-class city? You know, that's what they say. That's what they call themselves. World. San Antonio calls themselves world. We're a world-class city. Well, do you have to have a symphony to be a world? I don't know. I don't care. But I think what I you really, really need. Everything. I think what you really need is a, a large population of people living under a bridge. Well, that's what we in got in the area of downtown. <laughs> we so got lots of that. That's what you need. Just about we're, every bridge in town. We're there. And it's funny. They can't afford food, but they can afford drugs and cans of spray paint to spray on that bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How'd that happen? I don't know. I have no idea. And then a cell phone to take video of their artwork. They after do have yeah. cell phones because they put it on their Facebook account. Yep. Sometimes they live stream it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I, I bet you that nobody is really going to miss them. Yeah. I mean, I, there'll be a handful in the yeah. uppity up, the highbrow, right. stiff upper lip crowd. You know, you've got some high school musicians who probably liked going and, and experiencing that. And I feel bad for the musicians as, you know, who were a part of the symphony. I mean, that's, well, t- it's tough to find a gig as a cellist. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's not going to be easy for them. You're not, so. you're not whistling Dixie, but maybe yeah. if they had played Dixie a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, had they just learned how to play San Antonio Rose. Right. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. A couple of George Strait numbers. They'd probably still be. Well, now, it's interesting you mention him. I've always wondered why they didn't do a night with George Strait. You know, he's here in town, you know, and you talk about make some money. Yeah. And you don't even have to do that at the Henry B. You have that at, uh, like, AT&T, AT&T mm-hmm. San Antonio. They, I, I don't know. Maybe they just weren't thinking big enough, you know. It's a night with George Strait, you know. They could have been a night with the Corn Pops. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> the Corn Pops. <laughs> He's at it already. It's going to be one of these Fridays. Yeah, I know. You know, you, you know the thing is with him, you, I could feel it starting in like, you know, Wednesday afternoon. If you keep making comments like that, I'm going to get rid of you next week. <laughs> You you better watch it, buddy. Yeah. If you don't want me to run you right out of here, you don't want me to send you packing. Get ready to pack your bags. You keep making comments like that. We're not. We don't have to put up with that. We do not have to put up with that. Corn we, pop. We don't have to, but we like to because it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen when, when when the funny one leaves? I have no idea. Seriously, it's going to be bad. The funny one's going to be gone. I don't know. Maybe Elaine's got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Old lady's got jokes. None yeah. of them can make it. On, we'll lose our license. Yeah. <laughs> she's got jokes. Every one of them has the FMF or something like that yeah, word. Exactly. Every one of them, man. Yeah. You get. I tell you what. You get a little Seagrams in this girl, and you're sitting around with her, and it scares me because she starts telling stories on me Uh-oh. to to people that I know. Yeah. But then her jokes are just oh my. You're crying. Your 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 side hurts so bad. So, no, I'm not going to recommend that we do that with her. <laughs> There's a reason could, she's in a little room without a microphone. Exactly. Yeah, use the beep. <laughs> yep. We can go from red-eye radio to truck stop stand-up that's with right. Elaine. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have us over at the petrol truck stop eating some chicken fried steak and eggs every morning with her. Yep. Kiss my grits, Elaine. No, that's not my grits. No, that's this. You missed. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody care about the symphony? Express News reporting Uvalde Police Department apparently refusing to cooperate with Texas House Committee. Ken Paxton is in trouble for saying God has a plan. Alabama church shooting. I got a question about that I want to bring up after the break about this Alabama church shooting. Uh, drink and fly at San Antonio International Airport. And, uh, yeah, I knew you would approve. Hell yeah. I knew you'd approve. I'm waiting for them to approve drinking broadcast, and yeah. I'm all in at that point. Yeah. I, is that rule still in play, effect? You can't drink on the air? I think it is, isn't in it? In theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's happened here before. And I was hired. Uh, you know, what, what I did there for about six years that I left here, I would go into an operation that was in bad shape, and I would fix it. it. took me about a year. I had a program. I'd come in with my program, boom, 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 and raise it to number one in the ratings, and then I would leave and go to the next one. That's what right. I did. So I went to a station one time, and I walked in the front door, and they had a morning show with two guys. And I walked in and to the control room while they were on the air that morning, and they had a bar set up, an actual bar set up in the studio, and yeah. they were mixing bar and drinks. And one of them was That's a rum the and coke. the most Texas thing ever. I, one of them was a rum and coke. The other was a vodka seven or something. And I mean, it's not about, I don't know. And I walk in, the guy goes, hey, 
are you the new boss? I said, yeah. And he said, you want a drink? <laughs> I said, uh, actually, when you're done at nine, your last paycheck yep. will be waiting for you. When you're you. done, you're done. Yeah. Last, yeah. You remember your last show? It was your last show. Yeah. Hey, hello, Charlie. How are you? Good morning. Oh, pretty, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, real quick, I was in Austin at the Moody Center and saw The Who a couple of weeks ago, and they had the Austin Symphony there with them. And I'm telling you, that show blew me away. Yeah. And then I remember, oh, maybe about 20 years ago or something, uh, Led Zeppelin at the Irwin, and they had the symphony there. See. And I was like, when you just mentioned that, is why didn't San Antonio get in on those gigs? But our symphony was on strike, but... That you got to move it in the future if you want to have a symphony. Yeah, <laughs> no, you really, you really, really do, and you've got to. You know, those things like that. Thank you, Charlie. <clears throat> have a good weekend. You, you, those are money makers, man, yeah. and you got to do those at right. least twice a year. When the Eagles were up there, they had See? the symphony backing them up for. There you months. go. And, and and you you bill it as a night with the symphony and the money going to the symphony. So, you know, you, you go to the Tobin and you say, you know, we're going to bring in the, the Eagles. Right. Or, yeah. I know Dylan's back out there running around, you know, at 81 sure. years old. he's yeah. He was in L.A. last night. So, you know, Bob Dylan with the San Antonio Symphony, George Strait with the San Antonio Symphony, and you know, all these what, guys, you know. One of the finest shows I've ever seen was a, a Beatles tribute band right. backed up by a, a symphony orchestra. Yeah. They do that out it, in Vegas. It was great. Right. You know, they raved about it for years. Well, you know who so. did it, and it was really kind of cool, was Kiss, and they had all the symphony members in the makeup. Yeah. That's pretty, it was, it was pretty like cool. Melbourne. And was it Melbourne, yeah. Australia? And they played all of the Kiss stuff with yeah. the symphony playing the Kiss stuff, and the yeah. symphony made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what the. I, I don't know enough about the ins and outs with the San Antonio Symphony and why they couldn't make money or raise money or right. whatever. Uh, but San Antonio talks about being a world class city, and it's really not. It's 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 not a world class city. Uh, let's just be honest. Um, it's not one of those places that you're thinking of, well, I'm going to go to the arts, and I'm going to go to the museum. But, uh, it, it, San Antonio is not one of the places that pops up on the radar. I'm going to go get drunk, fall down. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to San Antonio. Right. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the airport. Yeah, the new new rule is, and uh, I will break, Chris, but the new rule is over at San Antonio Airport is you don't have to stay in the bar you can get to drink at the bar and carry it all over the airport, even down to the gate. Now, you got to get rid of it before you get on the airplane. Oh, boo! <laughs> Come on! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. It used to be like when you go into Hernandez's place there, La Gloria, you'd have to finish the margarita there before you go get on the airplane, or, or right. Gervin's place. But not anymore. You can walk into Gervin's place, they can make you a drink, and then you can take it with you. Before you get on the plane or before you get in the jetway? Uh, well, I think the jetway. I, I yeah. think the gate, like when you right, show when you your boarding the, pass. You get to the agent. You can't yeah. give your, your <laughs> cup to the, to the stewardess <laughs> at the plane. <laughs> when you show your boarding pass, you have to hand what's left to the gate agent so they can finish it for you. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing what some of them have to deal with, you know, it might, what, be, might be worth it to buy them a that is my round point. every now and That's then, my right? point is they need it more than you do. Well, yeah. By the time they get to group five, you're, you're going to have to scan your own ticket. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Say wherever you want. I don't give a crap. I want A over here. <laughs> where, where's my group Z? <laughs> group Z, where are you? All right. You got a ticket? No. Bag it on there. Go on. Yeah, Hang on to the nose. Yeah. <laughs> you can sit on the pilot's lap. <laughs> hey, you laugh. There, a new design came out this week because they they shelved some. Uh, uh, the, all the airlines shelved a bunch of uh, planes during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They're not bringing them back because a lot. Well, first of all, they want to make money. Right. But second of all, they don't have the crew. Pilots were forced to retire at 65. Crew didn't come back from the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. So they're going to keep flying the same number of people. But you got all these people, or airplanes, but you got all these people coming back. So a new design that they're kicking around right now is double-deck seating. I'm not making it up. Double-deck seating on an airplane. And the way that would work is they'd take out the overhead bins. Everything would have to be checked underneath the aircraft, so no overhead bins. Right. And you would be sitting, if you're on the floor, you're sitting laying back a little bit. And there's a row of seats right over your head. 
That'd be a, they if you're climb claustro- up if stairs. If you're claustrophobic, that's going to be terrible. That's exactly what people were commenting on. Mm-hmm. And if you're claustrophobic, being on the top, same thing, because you're where the baggage, where you used to put the baggage in the overhead bin, so that your head, your nose is right at the top of the airplane yeah, where the air comes out. And the right. call attendant light is, yeah. that's where your nose is going to That's a be. bad idea. Yeah, you hit some rough turbulence, you're going to get a well, get a black eye or a busted a, nose or kind something. Kind of a bad idea, yeah. I would think. You know, it's just, you know. Got to maximize them profits. I'm way behind. I'll take a break. We'll be right back. KTSA. It just keeps getting worse and worse for the Uvalde Police Department now. The Express News says that they apparently were refusing to cooperate with Texas House Committee. It's down there. They got another thing today with the Texas House Committee. Remember, committee in the city, uh, listening to testimony behind closed doors, people uh, you know, gathering some information about what happened in Uvalde. Justice Department and the FBI are also investigating. The committee chairman telling reporters Uvalde School District Police Department was being cooperative. Uh, but the Uvalde Police Department is not, and they're not answering questions, again, all according to the San Antonio Express News. So, you know, uh, it just gets worse and worse for the people of Uvalde because, once again, what you got to hide? What you got to hide? Why aren't you cooperating? What, what you covering up? Ken Paxton, the attorney general, you know, he's just the he's the whipping boy. Everybody loves to pick on him. Everybody loves to get after him. Everybody loves to, you know, whatever. Why? Because he's conservative. And... Why? Because he sues the Biden administration. And why? Because he operates by conservative principles. And he said after the children were killed in Uvalde, it's difficult to give comfort, but if if there's one thing I could just say, I'd have to say there's always a plan. I believe God has a plan. Oh, my God! How could you say something so insensitive? You're so insensitive! Well, it's hard to give comfort, but God has a plan. Oh, my God! What kind of plan do you think it would be that he's killing kids? God is killing kids in Uvalde. What kind of plan is that? Yeah, that's what he's hearing. Of course, as I have found out, you know, and I don't really care anymore, you know, it just doesn't bother me what people say. You can call me racist. I get called names all the time. Uh, So it it really doesn't bother me. Uh, But if you don't say what they want you to say, then the left and the Democrats are going to scream at you. They're going to scream and yell at you if you don't say what you want them to say. And right now, anything that involves a gun, then you better talk about how you want gun control. Better take them guns away from law-abiding citizens. And if you talk about God, they're going to scurry at you. If you talk about prayer, I prayed on the air the other day for law enforcement officers, and I had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people say, oh, thank you. But I did have some wacko demos. I can't believe you prayed on the air. You believe in prayer? You think God is going to protect your police officers? Yeah. Yeah, and and you know what? God is protecting you because you're still breathing. Even you wacko demos who hate him. Yeah, even you atheists who say you don't believe in him, but you fight him all the time. He woke you up. (laughs) He's giving you another shot. Another shot at finding him. Another shot at falling in love with him. I got a question about the Alabama church shooting that happened yesterday because I can only see two things here. But maybe there's more. This was at this Episcopal church over there. Gunman walked in. They were having a boomer's potluck dinner. And uh, he shot uh, three people, and uh, two of them are dead, I believe. Something like that. He's in custody. I'm just curious. Did he have a beef with one of them? Like, you know, he was mad at somebody there. Or, 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 and you have to ask this question now. Is he one of those left-wing Democrat pro-abortion nut jobs who've been attacking churches? Have they now raised the stakes? I mean, they've been attacking churches now for two years, lighting churches on fire, firebombing churches, destroying churches for two years in the United States. The media refuses to talk about it. And I just have to look, in, in today's world, with what they're doing, and the way that they are firebombing not only churches but the pro-life centers, the family centers, I'm just wondering if now they're ratcheting that up and going after the people there. All right, got to take a quick break for the news. Back in just a couple of seconds, we'll leave the phone lines open at 210-599-5555. The president talked to the Associated Press yesterday. What he had to say, I'll give you some of that coming up. KTSA. I'm Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. And what was his deal? 
All right, so it's 538 now at KTSA. No, I think we should know the motive of all these people, particularly when it's a church. Uh-huh. Because you got pro-abortion Democrat whack jobs that are out there firebombing churches. Wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me a bit if they go in and start shooting people. Hey, um, we're talking about the alcohol at the <clears throat> airport now. You don't have to stay in the bar or the restaurant. You do have to order food. So you could get your Chick-fil-A. No. No, you can't get that. You can get your uh, McDonald's. No, you can get, what can you get at our airport anymore? Uh, a donut. You can get a donut yeah. and walk around with it. That's a good thing because you can fit that on a long neck. <laughs> they have those at Drunken Donuts. Yeah, Drunken, Drunken Donuts. donuts. <laughs> but here's, here's what Manny Pillai said because he didn't think it was a good idea. He said, um, you know, what you're going to have at the airport now is a bunch of guys getting drunk and beating women. <laughs> I know. I hear you laughing. This is the same guy that called Chick-fil-A a symbol of hate, and that's why he didn't want him at the airport. Chick-fil-A is a symbol of hate. They shouldn't be at the airport because we don't want people landing and seeing a symbol of hate. And now his new thing is, no, we don't want guys drinking at the airport because there's a bunch of guys out there just waiting to beat on women. And now that you got them drunk, they're going to go beat on women, you know, because that's what, that's what guys naturally do. All guys, 100% of guys, mm-hmm. when they have a drink, they go find... They pick fights with that. Thanks for the beer. Now, where's the broad? I got a beat on her a little bit. Where is she? You know? Right. So that's that's that was his argument against it. Maybe shedding an inner light on his self. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, uh, you know, what this says, this, this sends a clear message. Don't invite Manny to your party. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I, You know, I really wanted to send him a bunch of Chick-fil-A when he did that to Chick-fil-A. I just wanted to order up a bunch, but they weren't delivering at the time. It was pre-pandemic. We could do it now, though. Yeah. But yeah, you know, that was his that was his answer as to why it shouldn't happen. That reminded me of the time when we were talking about license to carry here in the state of Texas and I had people call the show, No my God, you're gonna have people shooting people everywhere. Well, you have that, but it's the bad guys shooting the bad guys, not the license to carry people. And then we went through that too with the school thing, you know, campus carry, you could carry on a college campus and blah blah blah. And we had people, oh well, they're gonna shoot every professor. All the professors are gonna get shot and killed. All of them. People would call the show and say that. Not one. Not even one time has it happened. And now Manny's just he's just throwing crap to see what sticks like spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks up there. Whatever, you know. He's got to get a minute of attention. So, Manny, you're wrong. You're not going to have a sudden outbreak of guys looking for women after they drink a long neck at the uh, San Antonio airport. All right, so Biden gave a press conference. Well, it wasn't a press conference. He sat down with the Associated Press, again, a real friendly group at the Associated Press. He said that America is depressed under his presidency. 210-599-5555. I think I agree with the president. (laughs) I hate to say it, folk, but I think there's something that I agree with Biden on. Um, He says that people are really, really down and depressed under his presidency. Uh, Joe, you're right. He said the need for mental health in America has skyrocketed. America needs a psychiatrist. For real. For real. Well, after you screwed it up, I mean, you were handed a perfect country. Well, darn near perfect. And look what you did in less than two years. He said, people have seen everything upset here. And it's all the fault of COVID and Trump. Of course it is. We're all nuts. We're all depressed. We're all feeling horrible because of Donald Trump and COVID. He said when he was asked about a recession and whether he was concerned about a recession, well, first of all, it's not inevitable. And secondly, we're in a stronger position than any nation in the world to overcome inflation. Hey, Joe, here's a newsflash for you, big boy. We're supposed to be. We're the U.S. <laughs> That's not saying much. The news would be if we weren't better positioned than everybody else. And by the way, if we're better positioned, it's not because of you. It's because the American people have always reached down, grabbed hold, and done what's necessary to pull us through a situation. It's nothing to do with you. Then the president went on to urge Americans to ignore the economists who are warning of a recession. It's not coming. They don't believe the warnings from all these economists that there's going to be a recession. (sighs) Hey, Joe, you really need to lay off of whatever Hunter's feeding you. He denied that his multi-trillion dollar spending agenda was responsible for high sky-high inflation. He says, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. 
If it were my fault, why is it the case in every other major industrial country in the world that inflation is higher than ours? Ask yourself that. Hey, I'm not being a wise guy. Ask yourself, why is inflation higher every other country in, a wor in the world? All right, wise guy. <laughs> I looked up the inflation rates in the other countries. And, and, and just the, the other countries that are like ours, okay? Germany, 7.9. France, 5.2. Japan, 2.5. India, 704. Saudi Arabia, 2.2. What's the U.S.? Well, the official number's right at 9. So, no, we're the highest in the industrialized world. The real inflation, folks, they're lying to you about the 9%, the 8.7, 8 8.9%. They're lying to you about that number. Real inflation's about 22 that's a real inflation. Ask an economist who knows the economy, and they'll tell you that. If, they, if they're going to be truthful with you, real inflation is about 22% right now. So it's not 8.6%. And we are the highest on planet Earth. And, yes, he caused it. What do you think about uh, his comments, though? He said, um, you know, these economists who are trying to tell you that when I did the $2 trillion, it, it caused inflation. That's bizarre, he said. Bizarre. It's really bizarre. And he said the United States, under his leadership, is going to own the second quarter of the 21st century. That I have put the United States in the best position to own the second quarter of the 21st century. That's not hyperbole. That's a fact. What do you think about the old fart? 210-599-5555. First of all, is America down and depressed under his leadership? I agree with him on that one. Says America needs a psychologist in mental health. Probably so. After what he's done in just two, two less than two years, um, he said, uh, "You know, a, a recession is not inevitable." Do not listen to those economists across the country, even economists that are Obama economists that served in the Obama. Don't listen to them. They're all talking about a recession, but don't pay attention to them because they they're lying to you. And that America has the lowest inflation rate on planet Earth, and I just read to you the numbers from the other countries. He also gave a speech yesterday. Now, this was a real weird deal. He also gave a speech yesterday where, you know, two days ago he bashed the oil companies, and I'm going to talk more about that a little bit later on, but he, he bashed the oil companies, right? And then yesterday he took in after the shipping industry and was yelling and yelling and yelling about how the shipping industry is making way too much money, way too much profit. You guys are making way too much profit. This was at the White House. And he was going to sign a thing to make sure that the shipping industry didn't make any more money, right? <laughs> shipping industry. Shipping industry is terrible. They're making all this money. And he said, um, as I get started, by the way, as I get started with my speeches here, my sympathies to the family of your CFO who dropped dead very unexpectedly yesterday My best to their family. This is real tough stuff, you know. Real tough stuff, you know. I expected him to say real tough stuff, corn bob. But one of the shipping companies he was screaming at, the CFO died on Wednesday. Joe brought it up yesterday while he was screaming at, the, at, the, at, at, at that CFO's company, accusing that company, hey, listen, it's real tough stuff, my best to that family. But listen, you guys are sticking it to the American families and businesses. All these price hikes are hurting the American families out there. Oh, by the way, sorry your dude's dead. I think he's crazy, folks. I really do. I, I, can you explain all this erratic, nonsensical behavior from Joe Biden where he screams like a two-bit dictator, he yells at people who are uh, doing business, you know, all these things. He, he is uh, one minute yelling at the uh, oil industry to produce more while his administration is in court fighting the oil companies to keep them from producing more behind the scenes. So try to call me up if, if you want to at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And if you can explain this very erratic, strange, nonsensical behavior and talk from Joe Biden, because I think he's just lost it. I mean, I really, really think that we have a president 
with a strong, serious mental health issue. I I, I do. I, I really do. I think that he is just gone. And he is now, I think, to the point of being dangerous to the world. By the way, he's banging on tables and screaming. We've seen that from tin pot, two pit, uh, two bit dictators in the past, and losing his stuff. You know, every time you turn around, he just starts screaming at people. It's like a senile old man. That's what it looks like to me. Two one zero, like the next door neighbor, and 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 your kids knock the ball over to the backyard, and he goes after the kids for the back for the ball ending up in his backyard. Starts screaming at kids. Yeah. That's that, he's eerily resembles resembles that two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Back in a minute, Trey Ware KTSA. One of the courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Funky Friday. It is Red Friday. Mm. Remember, everyone deployed. All right, Tim, you're on the radio. Good morning, sir. Hi, this is Jim and uh, Trey. This is Trey? Yes, sir. Thank you for calling, Jim. Appreciate hey. it. Hey, hey, my pleasure. Enjoy listening to you. Thank you. Hey, I want to drop a name that you're not going to know, but you're going to know who he created. His name's Miller Kaufman. He created a character that drove around. He was an old senile man in a car, honking a horn, driving into walls, driving into tunnels, driving <laughs> over mountains. And the character's name was Mr. Magoo. Ah, oh, of course. Hoffman was a prophet. He was a prophet in predicting <laughs> Joe Biden, putting him in cartoon format back in the 60s. And I, I swear to God, Trey, I watched this, this clown show joe biden and i'm thinking it's mr magoo has come to life it's just an absolutely bizarre world he is mr magoo in the, in the flesh yeah but see the problem is mr magoo didn't have nukes at his fingertips man that was the problem you got that right you know yeah, absolutely right he didn't yeah he did not yeah so. and, god it's just yeah it's, yeah it's insane watching him just come apart and Every day it seems like it's worse because he's just he's he runs off on these rants that are totally nonsensical. Even Van Jones over on CNN, yeah. Van's like, I, I don't know what he's doing. I have no idea what that's about. You know. And when Van Jones doesn't understand you, you know you're in outer space. That's right. I mean, it's just yeah, it's yeah. insane. The insane people think he's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. So. Great stuff, Jim. Thank you, man. Have a great weekend. Hey, by the way, uh, Anthony Fauci and uh, Rand Paul went out it yesterday once again. Fauci's got COVID. He looks fine. He was on a Zoom. Rand Paul asked him about whether or not he or anybody else around him has received money from the Vax companies. Fauci said, I don't have to answer that. According to the law and the code, I don't have to tell you that. Really? Interesting. We'll do more of that coming up. If Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. Oh, it informs me. Totally. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Wake up! Awesome talk in the morning. Now on FM 1071. Here's what I want to know. It's not just about you. Everybody on the vaccine committee, have any of them ever received money from the people who make vaccines? Can you tell me Uh, that? Can you tell me if anybody on the vaccine approval committees ever received any money from people who make vaccines? Soundbite number one. Are you going to let me answer a question? How we gonna answer the question? Come on. And and you know what, Chris? Can we go to the? Can we go to his half-ass answer here in a minute? Okay. Good. Six oh six KTSA. Hey Don, I don't get it. I don't understand. Why are all these people turning their cars upside down? Don't they know that they don't work that way? They well, have to, the rubber has to be down. Here's what I'm thinking. Tires on a roof. With gas prices being what they are, uh-huh. it's kind of the same situation like when you get to the last little squirt of ketchup and you turn the bottle upside down. Oh, you shake it out hard trying to get that last yeah, little trying to get every last drop of That's gas out of the That's what it tank. is. All these people are turning their cars over so they get the last yeah. little drop of gasoline. Right. Yeah. There's a bunch of, bunch of them are upside down. They don't work that way. They don't work too well if they're upside no, down. They also no. don't work when you run them in the back of trucks and cars. That's quit yeah. running into each other. Just stop it, it. That's not going to improve your mileage at all. It's really not. It's not going to do any good. doesn't help. Remember uh, smart stuff your dad said? Uh, yeah, all the time. Still does. Okay, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but we'll do it here in a minute. So right. I'll ask you for a couple of them. Chris, smart stuff your dad said? You got some? Okay. 
Uh, and uh, 210-599-5555. Smart stuff your dad said. We'll get to that again Father's Day weekend. That is so, right. Sunday. Uh huh. So, uh, what was some smart stuff your dad said to you over the years that stuck with you all this time? 210-599-5555. My dad led a lot by example, but he did say a whole lot of smart stuff. So, mm, I'll right. tell you some of the stuff he said, and we'll just kind of go through the morning that way. Right. At 210-599-5555. Smart stuff your dad said. 210-599-5555. Um, My dad was kind of the same way. He he didn't speak much. Yep. I I rarely saw him. He worked all the time. Yeah, Um, same here. And so uh, when I did see him, he was exhausted. Mm -hmm. So I tried not to to bother him too much. Right. Um, But it was more, he just, he did what he had to do. To, My dad to support, me. support the family, and and I think the only the one time he he said, and it was the quickest, simplest thing, um, that when I came to him at 16 years old, uh-huh. um, and had this plan for for leaving home and and starting my career in broadcasting, um, and I had it all spelled out on a yellow legal pad, and just you know came. <laughs> I had a lot of nerve. I I come in and I say, here's what I'm going to do. It's going to be this. It's going to be this. And I will, you know, I have this much school left. I'll be done. And this was like in March, uh, late February of 85. And I came in and I said, I'm done school in in June so I can do this. I can do this in three months. And, you know, I can live here with this one. And I can, and and I went uh, this whole page and just looked at him. And and he's looking at me with this look on his face like, who the hell are you? (laughs) You know? And, And, and he said this this thing to me, and, and it stuck with me nearly forty years later. When he said, "You know, it's not going to be that easy." Yeah, <laughs> it never is. You know, and that's what I keep telling myself every day. Yeah, you know, he was. Yeah, he was right. It's not going to be that easy. Well, so. my dad uh, told me uh, over and over again: if you're not fifteen minutes early, you're late. That's yeah, one of them. So right. I got a bunch of others too. We'll go yeah. through. Hey, what about you, James? Smart stuff your dad said. Um, well, I always called my mom the battle axe, so I guess that's something out of it. The battle axe. He was tall. He called her the he battle axe? Yeah, we like, said smart things. Well, Go- at, at least it wasn't <laughs> sexy old broad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah your mom is a sexy uh, old broad. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, James. Uh, one thing that always got me, I couldn't figure it out for a long time because I was young, but either way. Uh, he would tell me, like, after you come out of, like, his wood shop, he'd go, I just cut that board twice, and it was too short. And I'd be like, well, wait a minute, you cut it twice. And, you know, how do you cut a board twice and it's still too short? You know, it's like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't figure that one out for a while. Yeah. Measure twice, cut one. Got it, man. That's yeah. exactly right. Thank right. you, James. We yeah, appreciate sure. that. How oh. about you, Derek? Uh, Derek, go ahead. Uh, hello. Yeah, go ahead, Derek. You're on. Oh, sorry. Uh, When I was a kid, we used to um, fast forward and rewind through my little tapes that we would play in my dad's truck. And my dad would say, why don't you let the whole album play through? Oh, Dad, I just want to get to this song. And he said, you know what? Everything has a number. Um, And he was just talking about there's only so many times you can push fast forward before the thing breaks. But uh, he said everything you ever do has a number. And uh, just it stuck with me most of my life. That's a good one. That is good. So many times you can hug somebody. So many times you can say, "I love." There's a there's a maximum number, you know. Yeah. All right, Derek. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Okay. Uh, well, I thought of one more too. Yeah. It was his, get it in writing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That was something. Yeah. Was All something that stuff on a legal he, pad. There was something else he told me years ago. Get it. Get in it in writing. writing. Yeah. 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 All right. Stuff your dad said. Smart stuff your dad said. Albert, go ahead. Uh, he said two things. First one was. If you're not getting old, you're dead. All right. The second thing he says, if you can't cut the mustard, you can always lick the jar. (laughs) (laughs) And this has stuck with you all these years, huh, Albert? (laughs) And and very useful. (laughs) Okay, man. Thanks, Albert. Appreciate it. Eric, smart stuff your dad said. Hey, good morning. Yeah, my dad said two things, too. Uh, one of them was, you don't have to say everything you know. Yeah. I used to be pretty chatty. And then the other one was, when I wanted to quit Boy Scouts as a young young guy, he said, you start quitting now, you're going to regret it the rest of your life. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
fulfill your commitments, right? Yeah. That's right. Not allowed to quit. That's a good one, right there, Eric. I appreciate that very much. I, some, some of the others that I've come across, it's okay to make mistakes. Um, best thing you can do in life, be confident, believe in yourself. Um, don't get discouraged, believe in yourself. Save your money, don't eat too fast. <laughs> Save your money, don't eat too fast. This is some of them that listeners have sent in. All right, Kenneth, smart stuff your dad said. If you ain't going to use your head, you might as well have two buttholes. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad just, yeah, he, he had a similar saying. He'd say, don't let your alligator mouth overload your tissue paper butt, right? He'd also say, don't use, I mean, use your head for something besides a hat rack, boy. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah, I was trying to think of stuff, and my dad was full of stuff like that. You yeah. know, like quit doing that. You know, and then, but it was his was quit being the southern end of a northbound horse. Yeah, that's right. That too. <laughs> you ain't never heard that one. He's laughing. The, the boy from Banger ain't never heard that. <laughs> you ain't never heard that. <laughs> no, that's nothing. My, you know, maybe he said, you know, don't be the the south the south end of a northbound moose. Yeah, right. But never, uh, never a horse. And my dad, he taught me work ethic. And you're not gonna outwork me. You're just not, because that's what he taught me by example. I I remember the days in the '70s, and some of you will remember my dad, but. At that time, he was doing a morning show on K-Buck Radio with Judd Ashmore. He was doing the noon, 5, and 10 p.m. weather on KSAT. He owned and operated two full-time racetracks and was building a third over in Houston. He was building race cars for my brother at night in our garage over here on Jolene Lane where we lived. He was building race cars at night. And he was making personal appearances and speeches. I mean, he refu- he thought that if he stopped, he was either going to die or start growing roots. That's what he believed. And so I watched him do all of that. He did every MDA telethon for Jerry Lewis, which meant he would go meet Jerry wherever Jerry was. And a lot of times that was in Vegas or wherever, and he would go meet Jerry and put the tele- then he would come back here and, and host the telethon. He would go do things for Red McCombs, who was a very good friend of his when when the when the Spurs were when Red was first bringing the Spurs here. I mean, he never stopped, and he started his day every day at about uh, about three thirty or four o'clock, and wouldn't stop till about ten o'clock at night every day, every day. And then found the, the, the energy, and I don't know where he got it, to get up on Sunday mornings and make breakfast for us before we went to church. Big old country breakfast in a cast iron skillet with bacon, you know, biscuits, yeah. gravy, the yeah, whole my thing. My dad never cooked, thank God. <laughs> oh, and he took us on vacations at a motorhome with a boat. I mean, awesome. you know, he found time to do all that stuff. So I learned by watching a lot of it. I just And he, he had a philosophy and a theory. And, David, hang on just a second. He had a philosophy and a theory, which was, if my kids are not welcome, I'm not welcome either. And that's how I learned business, right. is that he would take me into meetings with Red McCombs and other people, and I would watch the meeting go on. Of course, I was well-behaved. I sat in the corner because, you know, you're supposed to be supposed to be seen and not heard when you're a kid. You were well-behaved. I was well-behaved, baby. I Who was well-behaved. Raise your hand if you believed it. Not a hand let me, in the room. Let me tell you what. Around my daddy, I was well-behaved. <laughs> that's he why had, I had my hand up. I, <laughs> he had a... Come over here and measure the back of my head right here in the skull, and you will find the ring indentation of a size 13 ring <laughs> right back here. Yeah. So I was well-behaved. He, no, he only had to do that once. <laughs> he could throw a highlighter, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yes, he could. He used to throw highlighters at you. I got whooped hard one time that I can remember, real, real hard one time, and it was because I lied to him. Yeah. And he had a thing about, don't you, don't you dare tell a lie. Don't you yeah. tell me a lie. Yeah, and my, so see, my, I, people ooh. people laugh when I tell them this. But my father never laid a hand on. Well, that's good. Never one time. He never laid a hand on me, but he had a leather belt. Yeah, that <laughs> <not> either. <laughs> yeah, my, he didn't have to. He just pointed. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Say something in French, and I knew I was in trouble. That's so, right. Yeah. My mama had him hanging on every doorknob, and it, it, and when she what, was going your for dad? the dad, no, 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 oh. no, she had belts hanging on oh, every door, belts, okay. so she didn't have to travel far. <laughs> <laughs> 
And she, all, she, all I knew, man, when she was going for the doorknob, I was done. I just had oh, to be cool. Man. Just be cool. All right, David, go ahead, man. Smart stuff your dad said. Yeah, he had a couple phrases. One, when people would just ramble on, he'd say they're just talking to hear their teeth rattle. Uh-huh. And the other and the other was uh, when we were hurt as a kid or give good advice, he'd always say it, it's still better after you stop hurting. Yeah, right, right. Very good. All right, man. Thank you, David. Uh, like you were talking about lying, I remember my dad had said, if you develop the reputation as a liar, you'll never get rid of it. Yeah. The other thing he would say about somebody like Biden is he doesn't know his head from a – let's see. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't know his butt from a hole in the ground. <laughs> that boy don't know his, head, his butt from a hole in the ground. All right. Uh, we'll keep doing this, 210-599-5555. I do want to talk about this Fauci thing when we get back and play his answer to Rand Paul because I just thought, number one, it's wrong. The policy's wrong if that is the policy. And number two, sure seems like there's people on the take on this uh, whole Vax thing. It's the way I interpreted what he said yesterday. You know, buying a car isn't what it used to be because the choices are limited now. The prices are high. The wait's too long, but not at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. Number one in sales volume as the Ram truck dealer in Texas year after year, and that means the factory sends them more than anybody else. So they get more from the factory because they sell more. So you're going to find a larger selection of new vehicles with more arriving every day at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. You can put your name on one that's, that's coming if you don't see exactly what you want on the lot. You can custom order exactly what you want. There's no upcharge for custom order. In fact, they'll bring it to you anywhere in the continental U.S., and right now is a great time to buy at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. You get extra discounts during the Ram Make the Switch sales event. There is no, no better truck on the market today than the Ram and no better dealership than Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels to buy it from. You can shop in person. You can do it online. They'll bring it to you. Or, man, just go up and see Steve and the whole team up there. Great folks. That's Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. All right, so Ben and Hank, I see you there. I'll come take your calls, and i got a couple of lines open. Meanwhile, AccuWeather, uh, it's going to be hot with highs near 100. TFN, 75 right now at KTSA. Traffic and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. What you going to do? You going to get down? I am, as a matter of fact. I plan on it this weekend. Hey, it's Funky Friday. So while you're driving along, you can chair dance in the truck. Why don't you get down on it? All right, so let's see here. Email, if you don't have the time to do it right the first time, when are you going to have the time to do it over again? Yeah, my dad used to say, do it right the first time, boy. He also said, can't find your butt, you're to see your butt with both hands. Joe Biden couldn't find his butt with both hands. <laughs> Stuff your dad said. Hank? Morning, Trey. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for the call. My dad used to say, April moon, even if you miss, you land among the stars. Mm-hmm. That's a great one, man. Yeah. Aim for the moon. If you miss, you're going to land in the stars, baby. Thank you, Hank. Appreciate it. That's a very good one. 210-599-5555. The Fauci bit's coming up. Ben, stuff your dad hey. said. Good morning, Trey. Love your show, man. Uh, a couple things. Uh, well, he would tell me, uh, you know, you give respect until it's, it isn't given back, until it isn't reciprocated. Yeah. Or uh, another one he told me, and he would say it in Spanish, and it sounded better in Spanish to me, but <laughs> he said, tell me who you're with, and I'll tell you who you are. Amen. Tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you who you are. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, Ben, man. I appreciate the compliment. Have a great weekend. I had to tap my brother to, to try to get to, because he agreed, you know, a lot of what my dad said had to do with, you know, stopping whatever we were doing. And he had this, if whatever we were doing, he would just throw a slew of you know command and he'd be like stop season this this be it is you know knock it off you know it's just but it was much longer than that yeah a whole bunch of commands would just basically quit what we were whatever right. we were doing right 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 but then another one i remembered was uh if you if you aim at nothing you'll hit it every time every time exactly right have some day man yep uh watch donut not to hole watch the donut and not to hole Pay attention to what's important. Watch the donut and not the hole. Or the ball. Yep. Hey, David. Stuff. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Stuff your dad said. What did he say? Uh, he said, uh, 
basically, if uh, no matter how bad it gets, uh, you have a 100% success rate of making it through bad days. You're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. That's a, that is a really good one. All right, 210-599-5555. Stuff your dad said. David, go right ahead. If you be good, and if you can't do that, be good at it. <laughs> so if you're going to be bad, be the best at being bad, huh, David? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stuff your, stuff your dad said. Paul, go right ahead. You're on. Hey, Trey, I didn't get to have much of a fatherly figure, but I'm imparting on my children. You'll get over it or you won't. In other words, don't yeah. dwell on things. Yeah. Life moves on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, move on, right? Don't don't carry yeah. it on with you. Yeah, that's a good one, Paul. I'm glad you're doing that with your kiddos, man. That's awesome. All right, Terry, stuff your dad said. What did he say to you? You know, the last face-to-face uh, -face conversation I had with my dad 12 years ago, he goes, son, always forgive other people and don't worry and always try to help people. Don't worry about the reward on this side because the reward's on the other side. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. All right, Terry, thank you, man. Uh, 210-599-5555, stuff your dad said. Now, we're going to go back to this in a couple of minutes, but first I want to do this Fauci thing because it's fishy to me. So here's Fauci. He's with Rand Paul. Rand Paul is asking him yesterday during this testimony, you know, those, those two bang heads, but <clears throat> asking him, are you or anybody else making money from the Vax companies? Okay, so let me give you some information. First of all, according to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them even on their financial statement. So we don't have to divulge it. So Anthony Fauci, which I think he is, and the other people that he works with at the National Institutes of Health, they're allowed to accept money from the VAX companies. Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, all those companies under the table because they don't, according to him, they don't have to report it or tell anybody or explain it or anything else. Well, folks, if he's right about that, that's absolutely wrong. We need to have a full-on, this is why Republicans need to be voted back into Congress in November. We need a full-on investigation into Anthony Fauci, all of his finances, where that money came from, follow the money, and if he's been receiving money from these vax companies, we have a much bigger problem than COVID. I know COVID's a big problem, and I know people died from COVID, but if if the people that have been running the public policy on COVID, and especially since, I think, Anthony Fauci, with gain of function and the funding of gain of function in that Wuhan lab, helped all that to happen, helped the creation of it, and then if they're being paid from the vax companies, yeah, it's called follow the money. All right, back to daddies. Troy, what'd your dad say to you? You know, we used to get home drinking and my dad would be up listening to your dad and we'd go to bed and he'd come in there and say you know we didn't want to get up you did all the sleep you need when you're dead yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you get all the sleep you need i'll sleep i'll sleep when i'm dead right troy yes sir yes sir so he used to listen to my pop huh well, absolutely. That's great. Thank you, Troy. Have a great weekend, man. I appreciate your call. Hey, Jim, you're on KTSA. What'd your dad used to say? Uh, no, that's more about the pharmaceutical company. Oh, okay. There. All right, go ahead. That. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Don't ever, don't, don't ever forget the last disease they ever cured in this country was polio. Mm -hmm. And these people said they'd never make that mistake again. That's correct. That's exactly right. That's something else my dad said. <laughs> he used to say it on the air all the time. They they uh, create they they uh, cured polio and it ran billions and billions of dollars. You know, people out of business, iron lung people and all the brace people and everything. And they said they'll never do it again. So what they do, and and he was right. They do not cure disease. They manage disease now. They don't cure disease anymore. They're not going to cure COVID. They'll manage it. Too much money riding on it, baby. Too much money. It's like the war thing. You're never going to, it's like Eisenhower said, you're never going to be out of war ever because the people who are making the bombs, the bullets, and the tanks, they don't want that money to go away. And they hire the politicians. They pay the politicians. The politicians put us into war. Look what happened just yesterday. Another billion dollars yesterday. 
went into Ukraine. Oh, I have that story coming up for you. Didn't even know about it because ABC didn't carry it, did they? Hey, Caleb, what'd your dad say? Stuff your dad said. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, two little bits he gave me right before I got married. He said, the first thing is, marry someone smarter than yourself. That's not hard to do. Second of all, he said, every morning when you're married, you turn over to your wife, you look her in the eyes, right after you wake up, and you say, honey, I'm sorry. And then you get up and go about your day. <laughs> for whatever it's going to be. Caleb, thanks, man. I did, too. I, I married up, I, I, for sure. Hey, Frank, go ahead. Last one. My dad, whenever I was deciding whether to change jobs or not, he'd tell me, son, the grass may look greener on the other side yeah. of the fence, but you got to remember what makes grass grow. Yeah. <laughs> Manure. <laughs> Good one, Frank. All right, quick break. We'll do some more of this on the other side. If you want to call me with what uh, stuff your dad said at 210-599-5555 or anything else that we're talking about here. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to spend more money in Ukraine right away. And it was uh, it, it was a very quiet announcement yesterday from the defense secretary. I'll bring that up to you as well as we continue along on a Friday. Trey Ware, KTSA. Okay, so another billion dollars in armaments. Yeah, we're at war with Russia, guys. It's our war. And uh, Ukraine's just fighting it for us. And I'll explain. Coming up here on KTSA, also the January 6th uh, committee hearings were yesterday. It's the third impeachment. It's trying to make sure that Trump can't run in 2024. That's all it is, a smokescreen, to try to make sure he doesn't run in 2024. It was so boring. How boring was it? Thank you. Yeah. Let me try it again. It was so boring. How boring was it? NBC cut away to golf. <laughs> <laughs> Lester Holt said, we'll be streaming this over on the Peacock, so uh, right now we're going to go to the U.S. Open. <laughs> That's how boring. It's pretty dang boring if you're switching over to golf, okay? Well, you know, last week when the, when the first hearing took place, and it was on multiple networks, uh-huh. uh, the overall ratings at the end, when they came out at the end of the week, like 10 million people That's watched. It. That's and it all. was on all these different networks. Uh-huh. Keep in mind, nearly 40 years ago, Right. When the last episode of MASH aired on one network, one. CBS, one. more than 100 million people. That's exactly in. right. right. Yeah. And, and they, I, I watched a little bit of it yesterday, and, and what they're doing is they have this Disney guy that's producing it, right? Former Disney ABC guy's producing it. And they try to, they're, they've got scripts, they've got big teleprompters in front of the members of the House, and they're reading that and saying, now let's roll this tape, now let's roll that tape. And what they're doing is they're trying to make it look like, uh, what are those NBC shows that are the crime shows and all that kind of stuff? You know the crime shows that are on there? The, oh, know. yeah, okay. Like the the shows that are on primetime. Yeah, TV. that they yeah, oh, oh, like primetime and whatever, and right. they're trying to do that, try, you know, trying to make it look like a big crime show. Yeah. So they'll cut away to a piece of tape, and here's Donald Trump saying, "You gotta hang Mike Pence." You gotta, and he's not really saying that. He didn't. He never said hang Mike Pence, but that's what they said. You know that he said. Anyway, it's just you know, and it was boring. It's so boring again. It just switched over to golf. Um. So last half hour we did stuff your dad said this weekend is Father's Day. Right. Stuff your dad said. And we got a lot of calls, 210-599-5555. How about stuff you want to say to your dad? Stuff to- I want to say to my dad? Yeah. Hey, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> Good start, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 210-599-5555. Yeah, my dad was dumb when I was 17. Yeah. When I turned 18 and got out on my own and had to pay my own bills and everything right. else, put, put, the, put those steaks in my freezer. Uh, he got real smart. He learned a lot in a year. Yeah. He got real smart. Uh, stuff you want to say to your dad, 210-599-5555. It's funny you mentioned that I, you know, the oldest, our oldest son is in his 30s, and our youngest is 19. And the difference in attitudes you know, between the 19-year-old, um, who, who thinks I don't know anything, and then the, the one in his early 30s who has you know, two kids of his own, who, who now said, you know, you were right. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Dad. Yeah, you nailed it yeah. on the head all those times. You, you got yeah. smart all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I guess, as I said, you know, my, he led by example. He worked really hard, you know, and it was all about hard work and honesty yeah. was, was his thing, you know. Right. If, and I saw him almost punch a program director who called him a liar one time. And uh, instead of, he grabbed his key, car keys and left the radio station and took mm-hmm. off. I spent a lot of, I, I spent more time, an inordinate amount of time with him because I worked with him for so many right. years, right? Did a, did a show together. Yeah. So it wasn't just personal time, like weekend time or after work time. I worked with him, so I was co-worker, so I saw him all the time. Yeah. Where my siblings only saw him as father, I saw him as co-worker as well. Right. So, 
Uh, so I, I learned a lot about work, and I would tell him that, that thank you for instilling a, a great work ethic in me. Thank you for teaching me so many different things because I can do anything. I can fly airplanes. I can drive race cars. That's the fun stuff. But I can also weld, and I can run a trot line, and yeah. I can hunt, and I can fix pipes if pipes are broken. And right. I can wire stuff together, and I can pour a lot of concrete because I've poured a lot of concrete. And I can build stuff out of wood. I can swing a hammer. You know, all those things that he taught me just by doing it and having me do it with him. Mm-hmm. I can cut and torch and you know, all those kinds of things. So I appreciate all of that. But probably what I appreciate the most out of him was, and this was even when he was dying, when he was laying there in the hospital bed, uh, what was most important to him was making memories with us, and that's what he emphasized. He said all this stuff that we have is fun stuff, you know. We weren't rich or anything, but he worked really hard to provide. He provided for us very well. Right. And radio, of course, never it's never been a really high-paying business, right? So, so he's, he did a lot, did a lot of sacrificing. He worked in the racing business and everything else. He provided well for us. He's a great provider and protector and provider. And he taught me that, is that you, you need to be a protector and provider of those that you love. And he taught me how to provide for those that I love. But uh, he also taught me the most important thing is not all the toys and not all the other stuff. The most important thing is making memories with your family and yeah. reciting those memories. It's true. And he He's talked about that right. kind of stuff more so than he ever did, you know, the motorcycles and airplanes and boats and all that. He, he, that, what, that stuff didn't matter. Uh, what mattered was when we were building stuff, stuff like uh, memories when we were building the ranch together. It was he, him and I, and we built that entire ranch south of town together. Went down there, worked every day, and uh, would sleep in the back of his truck in the open air at night, getting rained mm-hmm. on and getting bit by every bug in the world and everything else. Those were great times and great memories, you know. Hey, getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, there's no better time than that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, but it's memories. Yeah. The, the, what counted were the memories. That's yeah. what you take with you. You're not going to take all the stuff. You're going to take memories with you. Yeah. I worked for my dad for a while as well. It was terrible. <laughs> you didn't like it at all. <laughs> no. You know, when you're, it's hard work. You know, when you're the boss's kid, he's, hard, he's harder on you than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, oh, yeah, man. It was miserable. Big time, yeah. yeah. All right, Celeste. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you for opening the, the phones up. If I could, I could tell him, thank you for being at the supper table every night with Mama, mm. because because it matters. Mm, yes, it as does. A, as a high school a high school teacher, I see evidence all the time that the supper table is now an endangered species, and people think it doesn't matter, but it does. Yes, it does. Thank you for doing this. All right, thank you, Celeste. Appreciate the call, 210-599-5555. You're right, 210-599-5555. It's a big difference maker. Uh, turn TV off and sit there and talk to each other over the dinner table. It's a good one. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's a good lesson from Dad. Uh, what'd you learn from Dad, and what would you say to Dad? All right, I just want to tell you about the Defense Secretary. It's Lloyd Austin. He announced yesterday another billion dollars in aid for Ukraine. Now this was Thursday. Wednesday, the president said there's a billion eight I'm sending. That's separate in humanitarian aid and stuff that he's sending over there for everything that's getting blown up. So the Defense Secretary said, yesterday I'm sending multiple launch uh, rocket systems and munitions, M777 howitzers, the tactical vehicles to tow them, 36,000 rounds of 155-millimeter ammunition, additional harpoon coastal defense systems, secure radios, night vision. Device. I could go on and on. The list, is, the list is enormous of what we're sending over there. He was asked, how long are we going to maintain the support in Ukraine? And he said, we're going to stay focused for as long as it takes. It's open-ended. It's an endless budget. As long as what takes, Mr. Defense Secretary? As long as it takes. What is it? Please circle and define it, please. Define what it is. Because obviously, folks, we're fighting this war against Russia. And I think the American people deserve an explanation as to why we're fighting a war with Russia. Here we go. And it, it, the the chairman of the Joint Chiefs was there as well. 97,000 anti-tank systems, he said. We're training the troops, 15,000 stingers, more than 700 switchblade tactical unmanned aerial system. All this stuff that we're sending and training the troops. Sure sounds like Southeast Asia to me. Por qué? For why? They haven't, they haven't explained any of that at all. All right, Martin, you're on. Good morning. You're on KTSA. Good morning. Uh, appreciate y'all uh, taking the time to, to open this up. Uh, I just wanted to say you know, thanks to, to my dad um, for uh, because, you know, when I was growing up, 
Uh, I was a very rebellious kid, very, I mean, uh, and he, he took it initiative to take hold of me and, and mold me and shape me. Um, I guess what you would call abuse today, uh, back then it wasn't, but I needed it. And so I'm glad that, that he took the time to, to mold me and shape me to, to the man that I am today. Yeah, that's fantastic. That is great to hear, Martin. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Thank you for your call this morning. Enjoy your weekend. And something else my dad did was uh, I never saw him eat a, eat a meal without praying first. Didn't matter where we were. We could be in the busiest restaurant in America, and he would bow his head and say a prayer. Well, Lifestyles Unlimited. Yeah, they're fantastic over there. This is the organization that is a mentor and education group in real estate investing that's going to teach you the ins and outs, ups and downs of investing in real estate and how to do it successfully. How you can begin to invest in real estate. Forget about the stock market if you want to. Forget about all this other stuff if you want to. And start investing in real estate and how to create income out of real estate. Now, look, this is not get get rich quick because there's no such thing. It doesn't happen, right? What does happen is if you're willing to take this on and you're willing to put in the time and the work, then you can start to see the rewards. It's just like anything else from life. If you devote time to it and effort to it, you can start getting the money out of your real estate investments. Successfully invest in both single-family and multifamily properties by going to financialfreedomlivestream.com. It's a long one, I know. Here it is again, financialfreedomlivestream.com, and use my name, Ware, W-A-R-E, as your promo code. Lifestyles Unlimited, financialfreedomlivestream.com. Whether it's